At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy midnight to all of you guys out there on the Pacific time zone. It is now Sunday in all the continental 48 states. If you're out there in Hawaii, well, you still got a couple hours ago, but that means that it is a football Sunday for all of us as it is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience. I am Greg Peterson and got a great hour for you as we're going to be going NFL heavy in this hour. Going to also, in the final segment, give you my New York Post play of the day when it comes to Ball Diamond as well. We've went two in a row. We're going to try to make it three in a row. So we're going to be trying to do that, but going to just be taking all a big giant look at the NFL betting board for this Sunday. And how about if we start out with a rarity? We're going to be having football for breakfast. If you're out here on the West Coast, hopefully you wind up having an extra shot of espresso in your coffee or something like that because it's an early one. 6.30 a.m. Pacific. I just want to mention Hawaii. That's 4.30 if you're out there in Hawaii. So this is a really early one. If you're out there on the East Coast, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we've got ourselves the J-E-G-S Jets, 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 and they're going to be playing against the Atlanta Falcons, obviously. A game of which home field advantage not going to be coming into play. Friday these teams because it is a game that is being played in London, but we've seen a little bit of a rise in the total. It wound up starting out at 44, pretty much across the board. I'm seeing 45, and it's went from the Atlanta Falcons being a two and a half point favorite with Juice, and you're seeing a couple two and a halfs, you're seeing a couple threes. It depends on where you're shopping, and a couple of these two and a halfs no longer have the juice on there, and it's one of these cases in which I don't want to be betting on the Atlanta Falcons too much, but if you're giving me an unjuiced two and a half, I would be taking a look at it just because with the Jets, I've got no idea whatsoever what you're going to be able to get on offense. Now, we have seen some of these London games in past years get really sloppy because the fields over there across the pond, they aren't necessarily as built for football, so you wind up seeing just a lot of grittiness in general when it comes to that. So I do think that that is a little bit of a factor. And this is an Atlanta Falcons team, which, well, they don't run the ball much at all. So I don't think that it's going to be as big of a factor for them. Mike Davis has been able to give you a little bit of something in the backfield. But this is no doubt a Jets team that they want to be trying to move the ball on the ground a little bit because you've got an inexperienced quarterback in Zach Wilson who has been just turning the ball over left, right, and sideways. You take a look at Mr. Wilson and, it has not went well from four touchdowns, eight interceptions. And folks, this is not 1970 when Terry Bradshaw was that quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's just an absolutely unacceptable rate. He's only completing right in the neighborhood of about, I would say about 
56.5% of his passes, and he just haven't had a lot of pressure relieved on him on the ground as well. You take a look at someone like a Michael Carter. He's someone that came out of UNC, and he's been able to do a relatively okay job. Tevin Coleman wanted missing a game due to illness. I think that they're going to be able to take a little bit of the pressure off of them, and this is a defense that I'm not going to go out here and say that it's terrific by any stretch of the imagination, but Quentin Williams already has three and a half sacks. CJ Mosley, a stalwart when it comes to being able to give you something at the linebacker spot, even something like a Marcus Mays, he's okay. But I take a look at this Jets team. I just have no idea where the scoring is coming from, which is why I'm a little bit befuddled by this total going from 44 to 45. I think that the most rock solid thing here is the under because I do think that with a London game, despite the fact that obviously these teams have been in England for the last few days, that I think that both of these offenses are going to be sleepwalking a little bit. I think that it's going to be tough for them to move the ball. Now, when you do take a look at the same line of Falcons team as well, no question, this is not a defense in which you necessarily are going to be putting in the hall of really great defenses with, like, the Monsters of the Midway or anything like that. But I think that they're going to be able to do just enough just because I just don't see a way in which Zach Wilson is really going to get a whole heck of a lot generated. And then when you take a look at the same line of Falcons team, I do mention the fact that you don't necessarily have much of a ground game, but I do think that this is a bunch of which they're going to be able to move the ball just enough through the air. You've got, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in this game and Calvin Ridley, and Cordero Patterson has actually been able to give this team something. Someone call the papers as he has actually been a very versatile threat when it comes to this Atlanta Falcons team. I think that he's given a lot, than, a lot more than I certainly thought anyone on this Atlanta Falcons team was expecting from him. So I take a look at this spot. I do think that Laying the two and a half here with the Atlanta Falcons, assuming that is your number. If you're getting three with juice, I would probably be just waiting to see if this wide is flick, flicking to two and a half. That's where I'd be looking, and certainly with this total going from 44 to 45. I liked it at 44. I really like the under at 45. So we've got to get things kicked off with that. Got to stay out there with regards to some of these AFC teams as well, because the Jets are a struggling AFC team. We've got another one. In the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to be playing us the Denver Broncos. You got a Steelers team that right now they're at the bottom of the AFC North, which that is still very strange to say. But you take a look at these Steelers. Right now you're finding them as one and a half to two point underdogs against the Denver Broncos. And this is the lowest total that we're right now seeing on the betting board. Seeing it at 38 and a half if you're looking at the South Point, finding it as high as 39 and a half out there in some of the East Coast jurisdictions. So we've got a little bit of movement there when it comes to the total. And we're also seeing out there in that New England versus Houston game, anywhere between 38.5 and 39.5 as well. So they're sort of in a tie for lowest total. But when it comes to the Steelers team, I just have no faith in them whatsoever. Now the Denver Broncos, their 3-1 to me feels a little bit hollow because you take a look at the teams that they wound up defeating. And well, they're not necessarily the teams in which you're going to be taking a look at them being postseason contenders. They wind up taking down the New York Giants, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. So the two New Yorks and a team with a coach as currently embroiled in a controversy that he probably should not be. But I mean, you take a look at the Denver Broncos, and I do think that you're able to put a little bit of faith here in Mr. Teddy Two Gloves, a.k.a. Teddy Bridgewater. I always feel like we've really whiffed on him a little bit because prior to him having that just devastating injury all the way back with the Minnesota Vikings several years ago, I thought that he was really taking strides forward as to maybe not being like a top five quarterback, but a potential top 10, top 15, a guy that you're able to feel good about leading your franchise sort of quarterback. And he's been able to do a very solid job this year. Once again, not necessarily against the world's greatest defenses, but five touchdowns and zero interceptions. He certainly has been able to do his part. He's backed up by a ground game of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon the third. That has been really a good two-headed monster. Now, when it comes to Gordon, he is going to be questionable for this game. I'm thinking that he's going to be able to go. He was a limited participant in practice. You want to be checking in on the status of this, no question, just acquiring your re your amount of news as, pos as much news as possible when it comes to this, but I do take a look at Gordon. I expect him to be able to play, and you just take a look at the weapons that Bridgewater is able to utilize. Guys like Cortland Sutton, you've got out there Jerry Judy, who just has been injured for this team, so Judy being out of the fold, that has hurt them a little bit. Tim Patrick, in his absence, has been able to step up for the team. So that has been rock solid. And then you just take a look at the Steelers team, and 
they've been dealing with a lot of injuries as well. You do have Juju Smith-Schuster back the full for this team after he wound up dealing with a couple ailments towards the early part of the season. But, I mean, it really doesn't matter when you don't wind up having an offensive line. And right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers has absolutely no offensive line whatsoever. They wound up losing three starters for a year, from a year ago. And this is not necessarily a Steelers effort in which it's just the same as it used to be because Ben Roethlisberger used to be able to move around with his feet a little bit more. He has age. He's not able to prolong plays as much. And even when he's been given time, Ben Roethlisberger has been highly ineffective for this bunch. And this is an offensive line that you can tell that their forte is a little bit more of being able to protect the pass rather than the ground game because we've just seen it with Najee Harris. He has not been able to give this team anything whatsoever. Now you do take a look at the Steelers and they do have some redeeming qualities on defense. This is a secondary that has been very solid for this team. Now you've got an aging secondary when it comes to the Steelers, but I still do feel like they've still got a little bit of tread on the tires left. So I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job of being able to shut down all of that. But you also take a look at the front seven. TJ Watt is no doubt a very solid player for this team, but you do have a couple of cracks in there as well. Alex Highsmith is someone that I'm not necessarily sold on as well. So I do take a look at the Steelers and even though they are catching points at home, and we know that when it comes to home underdogs in the NFL, just year in and year out, they seem to do just absolute wonders for your bankroll. I don't know if I'm able to get by in this one. I do recognize that the Denver Broncos certainly have not necessarily been playing the world's greatest competition, but I also take a look at this game, and I think that this is one of the worst teams that they're going to wind up playing this year. I think that the Steelers, when it's all said and done, they wind up finishing dead last in their division. I think that this is the year in which the Steelers finally have to look themselves in the mirror and be like, all right, this has been a great run for a really long time, but we've got to go in a little bit of a new direction. I'm going to be taking a look at the Denver Broncos being able to cover this number. I think that they should be able to take this down by a field goal. And then if you're taking a look out there in the AFC North, one of the more, I'm going to put this in air quotes here because I absolutely hate the phrase trap games. Out there is the Green Bay Packers against the Cincinnati Bengals. I am of the personal just philosophy that trap games do not exist. The numbers are the numbers. I mean, it may look off to many of the people that are betting this game because I know that there are so many people that they feel like the Packers should be a much bigger favorite in this spot. And with the Cincinnati Bengals, this is a team that is 3-1, so you give them a lot of credit. And obviously, the betting attention has come in on the Green Bay Packers. If you're looking at DraftKings, north of 80% the handle, the bets, what have you. They've all been coming in on the Packers when it comes to the money line, when it comes to the total. There's been quite a bit of money coming in on the over, but I do take a look at the Green Bay Packers, and even though the public does like them, I do as well. I think that this is a Packers team that they've just got a rejuvenation about them. After week one, they wind up looking absolutely terrible against, a new, against the New Orleans Saints. Sometimes you just need a big, giant kick in the bad area that is able to get you going. That was the kick for the Green Bay Packers. I think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to move the ball. I guess the Bengals defense has a little bit improved, but at the same time, I make questions with them. I'm going to be diving into those questions on the other side. Also taking a little bit more of a look at the total in this game because I do think that Joe Burrow is doing some nice things over there with the Bengals. And it is a Greg Peterson experience here on Beeson going NFL heavy for this hour of the program right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience here at, here at lovely Circa. Great sports book, great resort out here in lovely Las Vegas. It is a football Sunday for all of us here in the continental 48 states. So taking a look at everything that we've got for this Sunday in the final segment, going to give you a little bit of something on the MOB betting board as well. I always write for the New York Post a baseball play every single day during that season. And then once we get into college basketball, I have no fear. I'll be giving you guys college basketball hoops picks on this show as well. But Taking a look at this Green Bay Packers against the Cincinnati Bengals game. I know that a lot of people think that the line is a little bit smelly. I might be falling for the smell. I'm going to be taking the Green Bay Packers in this spot. But what I think is going to be really intriguing, the total. You're right now finding it pretty much across the board at 51. And I think that's a little bit too low. You take a look at the Green Bay Packers. They've been able to do just a tremendous job ever since that calamity that they wound up having week one of being able to move the ball. Now, you do have a couple guys on the Green Bay offensive line that have been dealing with some injuries, no question, losing someone like a Josh Myers. That does wind up hurting you a little bit, but you also take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals, and they've been missing quite a few guys on defense as well. I know that there's a little bit of question mark when it comes to Joe Mixon. I would anticipate him playing. You want to be checking accordingly, but everything I'm seeing, I think that you should be able to get Joe Mixon out there on the field for this one, but with the Bengals, this is a team that they've been able to do just such a better job of being able to move the ball in general. I have been very impressed by what we've seen out of Joe Burrow. Now, Burrow has thrown already four interceptions so far this year, and he has been sacked quite a bit, but he has been able to do a good job of being able to make things happen. Jamar Chase being able to have four receiving touchdowns already. I thought that that connection was going to be relatively solid. I didn't think it would be this good this fast, so I give them a lot of credit. And when it comes to the Bengals, the only team that they have failed to score 24-plus points on, that would be the Chicago Bears. And Bears are one of the best defenses out there in the NFL. We're going to be talking about how terrible that Matt Nagy is of being able to maneuver quarterbacks a little bit later, but I think that the Bengals should have some success. Now, I do take a look at the Bengals as well. This is a bunch of which they've given up 24 points or fewer in each other first four weeks, so this is clearly not a bum-of-the-month club when it comes to defense, but at the same time, you do take a look at the Bengals, and I think that they can be had in the secondary. You've got Trey Waynes, who's dealing with a little bit of injury, so you got to think that Eli Apple is probably going to be seeing a little bit of attention if he's winding up being out there on the field. This front seven with... It comes to Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader. These guys have been relatively good, but I feel like they played over their heads a little bit. This is also a Bengals team, which you take a look at the offenses that they faced off against. The Bears, the Steelers, the Jaguars. I think that it's made their numbers look a little bit better than what they should be. So I'm taking a look at the over in this spot when it comes to Packers versus Bengals. And I do like the way that Rodgers and company is rolling. I think that you should see a massive week for Devontae Adams. I think that the ground game is going to be really working for the Packers as well. So we're taking the over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Packers. And how about if we wind up diving into that Bears game as you've got the Chicago Bears. And 
Right now, they're finding themselves as right around a 5 to a 5.5 point underdog against the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders wound up opening up in some books as a 7 point favorite. And I don't know about this one because you wound up also seeing the Vegas Raiders here at Circa open up at a 4.5. That wound up jumping to 5.5. So you wound up seeing a wide range of numbers at the start. But this is one in which I'm willing to lay the points here with the Las Vegas Raiders. You take a look at what they've been able to do on offense. You were seeing Mr. Derek Carr be a fringe MVP candidate in the first couple weeks, obviously. That's very early, and we know that things can be very much overreactionary the first couple weeks of the NFL season. The only thing that's more overreactionary is when you wind up seeing like a 1-0 to baseball game and people wind up just going up in arms about it. But when you take a look at this, I do think that the Raiders are going to do a great job of being able to bottle up Justin Fields. And I do like the fact that Matt Nagy wound up giving Bill Lazor control a little bit more of the offense, letting him call the plays, because Matt Nagy clearly is not cut out for this. He has no idea what he's doing when it comes to coaching up quarterbacks. That is very apparent, and it's something where I think that Justin Fields is a very good quarterback. I think that in the right system, he'll be able to flourish. This is not the right system for him, in my opinion. You take a look at the fact that you've got some injuries when it comes to the Bears backfield as well. That's a little bit of a double whammy, and I know that many people were very suspect on the Henry Ruggs pick last year by the Raiders. He has been a good home run hitter for this team thus far, and you also just take a look at just the entire makeup of the Raiders. I think that John Gruden has been doing a relatively solid job of year in and year out, just getting this team to improve little by little, and what has been a really nice find for this Raiders team as well. Something that I wasn't expecting. Peyton Barber has actually been able to give you a little bit of something on the ground game as well. Now, he was limited to just one carry in that game against the Chargers. And he is listed as questionable as he wound up being a limited participant in practice on Friday. I anticipate him going. I anticipate him going in a little bit, once again, of just a lesser role. I wouldn't be surprised if you wind up seeing him get like five, seven carries. Just try to take a little bit of a load off of guys like Kenyon Drake and company. So that is something that I'm looking at. But certainly with the Raiders, they've been dealing with their woes when it comes to guys being injured in the backfield. I think that you're going to get a lot of those pieces back. But even if you don't, Darren Waller, he is one of the best tight ends that you're going to find out there in the NFL. He has been absolutely amazing of being a little bit of a safety blanket along with good old Hunter Renfro for the Raiders along with Derek Carr. So I do think that this is a defense that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to swallow up Justin Fields. I do think that the air game is going to be able to do a nice job as well. And I just take a look at the linebacking core in general. The duel of Denzel Perryman, Corey Littlejohn, these guys have been great. You haven't necessarily been able to get a whole boatload of sacks when it comes to the Raiders, but they do a good job of just being able to bottle up the ground game. That's going to force Justin Fields to air it out and I don't think that Justin Fields is going to have any success whatsoever. Not necessarily because of his own fault, just because I think that the Bears, just coaching staff in general, has no idea what they're doing. So we're going to be taking a look at the Las Vegas Raiders as a little bit of a favorite. And I have been taking a look at quite a few favorites thus far on the betting board, but I take a look at the underdog in this spot. We've got the Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions. One of those games that's going to be going on in the early slot. Not the early, early slot, because that is reserved for the London game of the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons, but the Detroit Lions catching 10 points here against Minnesota is very appealing, especially with the news that Dalvin Cook is questionable for this game now. If Dalvin Cook does not wind up going, that'd be a little bit of a shocker to me because he has been more of a limited participant in practice, but you can tell that when Dalvin Cook is not 100%, he doesn't necessarily have that burst of explosion that he needs to be as effective of a running back because he not only is big when it comes to just the way that he runs the ball. He also does a lot when it comes to the aerial attack as well. And with Cousins over there with the Minnesota Vikings as well, I always feel like he gets a little bit of a bad rap as being a little bit of a stat pattern. Now, he certainly hasn't necessarily been able to do the best job of being able to win big games, but at the same time, I think that he's a relatively respectable quarterback. I think that because he wound up getting the contract, he maybe gets a little bit more flag than he deserves. But what I like about this Detroit Lions team is that they've been able to cover a couple big spreads this year. We all remember what we wound up seeing week one against the San Francisco 49ers. They were down by a very wide margin in that game. They wound up making things just very tight towards the end. And with the Lions, this is a don't give up team. They're led by a guy in Dan Campbell that he does a good job of being able to fire up his troops. This is something that Typically works out when you wind up getting these rah-rah guys 
here in season one and even into season two. You see it in all forms of sports, whether it be college basketball, whether that be like Tom Thibodeau with the New York Knicks and all of his various stops with teams like the Chicago Bulls and company. When you wind up getting in a guy that they have a lot of energy, they are typically able to instill that into their team. And I always just keep saying it. We give Jared Goff a little bit of a worse rap than he deserves. Is Jared Goff a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Oh, heck no. But at the same time, you take a look at it. Seven touchdowns and two interceptions. He's averaging right around 280-ish yards per game. He's a solid quarterback that's completing 67% of his passes. Now, I'm not going to be putting him into the pantheons of anyone great, but I mean, Jared Goff is a capable starting quarterback. You could use a little bit more on the ground game with the Detroit Lions as you just haven't been able to run the ball much in general with this team because, well, it doesn't help to be able to run the ball when you're down in a lot of these games. And we are seeing a couple guys that are a little bit banged up for this team. Most notably, Jamal Williams is going to be questionable for this team. But you also take a look at the Minnesota Vikings. The fact that they are dealing with that Dalvin Cook injury makes it a little bit more testy for this team. Michael Pierce is going to be out on that front seven as well. So that's a little bit of a depth loss when it comes to the Vikings. And what we've noticed with the Vikings as well is that the defense has had a little bit of a precipitous falloff over the last, I would say, two years for this team. Under Zimmer, this has been a team that year in and year out because he used to be the defensive coordinator when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals, always be very solid. But that has changed a little bit. And I do think that there is going to be a couple holes for this Detroit Lions team to be able to exploit. You take a look at guys like TJ Hawkinson and company on the outside. They're not the world's greatest weapons, but at the same time, they're able to be relatively solid. So I do think that there's some value here. Taking 10 points with the Detroit Lions, I think that it's going to be another one of those cases, which I do think that the Minnesota Vikings are able to win this game outright. I don't think that they're going to be embarrassed to that extent. But with having Dalvin Cook a little bit limited for this game, still listed officially as questionable, it does have me have a little bit of pause when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. I also think that you've got to have a little bit of pause before you wind up betting on this team out there in the state of Florida. Coming up next, going to be looking at another one of the games in the early window with regards to one of those Florida teams out there on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience. And the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bets emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game. Plus, you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis, and you get all this that VEASAN has to offer for just $22 a month. So sign up today at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe as it is an NFL Sunday out here in lovely Las Vegas coming at you from Circa for the Greg Peterson experience. And I mentioned it on the other side. I've got a lot of caution if I were to ever want to bet on this team. And it is our good friends out there in the state of Florida, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as they're going to be playing us to the Tennessee Titans. This is a line in which it has moved around quite a bit. You wind up seeing on a little bit of the look at the Titans as high as about a 7.5. That was at the Westgate, typically, that they wanted putting those out. Then it wound up dropping as far as like 3.5 to 4. It has now settled in at 4.5 in a lot of spots. And I did take a look at this situation, and I just cannot wind up taking a look at this Jacksonville Jaguars team because not only do you have everything that Urban Meyer is dealing with, obviously, that is off the field stuff. We're not necessarily going to be diving into the specifics of that, but you just take a look at the fact that that does wind up happening, and it just shows that the focus is not necessarily there. In general, with Urban Meyer, I've been saying this for quite a while, and I certainly do feel that way. It just feels like he wind up taking this Jacksonville Jaguars job just for the check and the check only. I do really question whether or not his heart is completely into it, and that's not even including the situation that he winds up finding himself in right now. So that is no doubt a bad situation. And then when you take a look at the product that's actually on the field, it's just not very good in general. The Jaguars were able to get that backdoor cover against the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday Night Football, but you can tell that Trevor Lawrence has been probably thrown into the fire with not necessarily the greatest tutelage because he's been just making a bunch of mistakes that are very uncharacteristic of him. That has been, no doubt, a big giant cause 
for the Jacksonville Jaguars team being where they are right now. I just take a look at the Jaguars and it's a sad state of affairs when you wind up losing to the Houston Texans. You know that things are certainly going wrong and the big thing for Lawrence is the seven interceptions, five touchdowns. That's just downright unacceptable. Now, I will say this. The Jacksonville Jaguars do have one thing going for them. That's the fact that James Robinson has looked very good for this team. A little bit of an unheralded guy who wound up coming out of Illinois State. He's been able to do a nice job in the ground game. We wound up seeing this on display when he wound up having right around 88 yards against the Arizona Cardinals. Had a pair of touchdowns against the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's something that's good. Problem is... The ground game is still a place in which the Jacksonville Jaguars have no edge in this game whatsoever because you've got the guy by the name of Derrick Henry, a.k.a. King Henry, on the other side for the Tennessee Titans. He does just an absolutely amazing job of being able to rule teams up. And you take a look at the Jaguars. Their front seven isn't necessarily one of the worst out there in all of baseball or in all of football, but you just take a look at what you've got going on in general when it comes to this team. And you got a bunch of guys that... They're going to be trying to hold up at the point of attack, and I don't know if they're necessarily going to be able to do so. Miles Jack has been relatively solid for this team. You've also been kicking the tires on a couple of guys like Jihad Ward and company, but I just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of them. This is also a team that they've had a tough time being able to force turnovers. Just one interception for the team so far this year. This secondary is not great now. We know that the Titans have been dealing with some losses when it comes to the receiving core, but Ryan Tannehill is someone that we do very much overlook because we all recall the Miami days. We recall the fact that he began his career at Texas A&M as a wide receiver. And we think, oh, this guy really can't play. But because he did wind up beginning his career as a wide receiver at Texas A&M, guess what? He's got a little bit of versatility as an history. He put up monster numbers so far this year. But even with all of his wide receivers out in that game against the Jets, now it is against the New York Jets, did not wind up turning the ball over. And that's been a little bit of a coming of age for him. Now, he did wind up taking quite a few sacks. A couple of those were coverage sacks, but I think that going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a very good elixir for all that. I do think that the Titans go on the road and they get the job done, and I just need to see more out of the Jacksonville Jaguars before I'm able to put any money behind them, unless if we wind up seeing a massive shift when it comes to the line. Always keep in mind, whenever you're sports betting, you're not betting teams, you're betting numbers. Like if the Jacksonville Jaguars were catching more than a touchdown here, then it'd be a little bit of a take. The four and a half number is not a take when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a little bit more of a take here for me, though. You take a look at this Cleveland Browns against the LA Chargers game, and I do think that the money is moving in the right direction. You wind up seeing the LA Chargers on a lot of look at lines be right around a pick them. They wind up opening up a lot of spots as a pick. Now you're getting them as more of a two-point favorite, and this is something that I do agree with. I like what I'm seeing out of the Chargers right now. Justin Herbert has been absolutely incredible for his team. Doing a great job being a leader of men. He's done a great job of utilizing all of his weapons. Obviously, you've got a good ground game when it comes to the team as well. Austin Eckler and company, they're able to do a nice job of being able to take the pressure off. And then Derwin James out there in this secondary has been able to do absolutely amazing work when it comes to the Chargers. And you've got a Browns team that... Ever since Odell Beckham has gotten back into the fray, it just feels like the offense has stalled a little bit. I don't know what it is about the Baker Mayfield to OBJ connection, but it just doesn't seem to be a great one in general. You've got a guy in Nick Chubb I certainly think is going to be able to take the load off of Mayfield and company because he has been incredible out of the backfield, averaging a little bit over <clears throat> five yards per carry. So he certainly has been able to do a nice job when it comes to being able to provide for the Cleveland Browns in general, but I do take a look at what you're able to get out of this just ground support game of the Chargers being able to shut teams down with their front seven, and I think that Chubb is going to be in for a long day with that, and that is going to cause the Cleveland Browns to air it out a little bit more, and they no doubt do have some very solid weapons, but I think that the Chargers, with their secondary, they're going to be able to find some open opportunities, perhaps bait Baker Mayfield into one, if not two interceptions, so that is something that you've got to be taking a look at as well. And then when you just take a look at what the Chargers have been able to do on offense, racking up racking up 30 points on the Kansas City Chiefs a few weeks ago was impressive. And then backing it up against the Las Vegas Raiders, I really loved what I wound up seeing out of the Chargers team. I do think that this is a Chargers team in which unders are going to be at a little bit 
more of their speed because this is a team in which they've got a lot of balance. They're not going to have Justin Herbert go out there and throw for 400 yards on a week-in and week-out basis. This is a team that they look to everyone just being able to do their role a little bit. Bill Belichick in in that regard. Larry Roundtree has been able to do a nice job as a little bit of change of pace to Eckler. Obviously, he hasn't been as effective, but he's done a little bit more of the dirty work. But when it comes to this Chargers team, when you're able to throw to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and don't forget about a guy in Jared Cook as well, who is a very steady Eddie tight end, a little bit of a safety blanket for Justin Herbert. I do think that it lends itself to good results when it comes to the Chargers. I take a look at this 47, and I take a look at the under because the Browns, they themselves, I think, are going to be able to do a relatively solid job on defense. But I do have my questions right now when it comes to this Cleveland Browns offense just because I just need to see Baker Mayfield and OBJ be able to have some solid weeks, be able to put together a couple good ones back-to-back because it just feels like they're a little bit disjointed at this point. So it is a big question mark that I do wind up having. And you just take a look at this Browns defense. 21 points or fewer given up in each of the last three weeks. I recognize that that's against the Bears, the Vikings, and the Texans, but certainly a solid unit. So that's the spot in which I'm taking a little bit of a look at an under, and I'm going to be also taking a look at the Chargers. And then you just take a look at what we're going to be able to get out of the San Francisco 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals game. And I think that it's just such a massive deal that it looks like George Kittle is going to be missing for three weeks. He's certainly out for this one. Right now, reports are he's going to be missing for the next three weeks, and that is absolutely massive, and we've seen a big jump in the line. The Arizona Cardinals, on a lot of those look-ahead lines, were right around a two-and-a-half to a three-point favorite. They're all the way up to a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I can't say I necessarily disagree with the line move. Now, I do still think that there's some value here with the 49ers, just because we have all jumped on the Arizona Cardinals bandwagon. Kyler Murray has become the odds-on favorite to be able to win MVP, and I don't think that it's unjustified because I look at what Kyler Murray has been able to do, and he's been incredible. I know that a lot of people have been calling him things like Mighty Mouse and Company, and he has been just amazing being able to keep things alive when it comes to his feet, but what I think gets lost on people a little bit is that not only is Kyler Murray able to move around, but he is a heck of a passer as well, and you're able to look a whole heck of a lot better when you've got a guy like DeAndre Hopkins helping out on the on the far side as well, so no question, this is a Cardinals team that I think that they've got all the goods on offense, but I do think that when it comes to the Cardinals, they have benefited a little bit from the schedule when it comes to a defensive standpoint. I think that this is a bunch that they might wind up getting exposed a little bit by the fact that the 49ers, they still have some good weapons out there on the outside. Not having George Kittle, no question, it is a big giant damper for this team, but I take a look at Shannon. I think that he's going to be able to do a good job of being able to work in a couple of packages for Trey Lance. They're going to use him as a little bit more of a change of pace. You wind up seeing him have that rushing touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. So I do think that there's going to be a little bit of something in store for the Arizona Cardinals. I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that we wind up giving a little bit of short trip to. I do think that this is a 49ers team that's going to be able to move the ball on the ground. So I'm going to be taking a look at the points with the 49ers. And coming up next, I've got my New York Post pick that we're going to be taking a look at when it comes to the ball diamond. And we're also going to be taking a look at some best bets for this NFL week right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools 
from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN is now available 24 7 on YouTube TV's Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. So visit vcin.com for all the ways that you can watch and listen to vcin. And it is the final segment here of the Greg Peterson Experience. Have no fear, we've got you covered with all of your sports betting needs. We're going to have Gone Racing coming up this, I guess you could call it very early morning, and then we go wall-to-wall football. I know that the guys over there at Point Spread Sunday, Ben Wilson, who you want up seeing on just before me, guy is an absolute trooper. He's going to be taking you through, getting things all kicked off, and then it's just all about the great game of football throughout this Sunday. So we're getting you guys all prepared there. But as we know, there's a little bit more than just football that's going on right now as you've also got some playoff baseball. Only two games are going to be in progress on this Sunday because, well, you've got the National League Series, you're going to have the shift from Milwaukee to Atlanta, and then you wind up having the shift from San Francisco over to L.A., so got a little bit of a travel day there, and I always give out a pick for the New York Post every single day when it comes to baseball betting board, and the one that I'm taking a look at on this Sunday is the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to be taking them on the money line against the Boston Red Sox. If you're taking a look at the Rays, you're going to be finding them as bad as a minus 105, but in a lot of spots, you're finding them more towards even money in some cases. Might be getting a little bit of a plus price if you're lucky, but I do think that the Rays present value. I want up sending them as more around a minus 106 favor personally. You take a look at Drew Rasmussen. Ever since he got promoted to the starting rotation in the middle of August, he has been nothing short of electric for this team. Team is 6-2 and two in his eight starts. He's got a sub-1-5 ERA. He's given up two runs or fewer in every one of his starts now. He's won five innings or fewer in every one of them, but... As we know, this is a raised bullpen that they all just do such a great job. Number one team with regards to bullpen ERA in the American League. Then you take a look at the flip side. And Nathan Evaldi, he certainly is not chopped over himself. He, whenever he's been out there for the Boston Red Sox in the postseason, they have lost one game in which he has pitched in. That was in that crazy game in the World Series that went 18 innings. He pitched six galleon innings out of the bullpen, so... He certainly did his part. Just nobody could generate any offense to be able to support him. So I take a look at this spot, and I do like the under, but I take a look at the Tampa Bay Rays as well. Got a trio of guys with at least 30 home runs. Mike Zanino, Brandon Lau, Nelson Cruz. And with these guys, they just do such a good job of being able to reach base. You take a look at someone like a G-Man Joy during the regular season. Only about a 230 batting average, but his on base was right around a 350. You've got Brandon Lau hitting about a 240, but 340 on base. You wind up seeing Randy Arozarena have that electrifying seal of home. So it's just a team that in general does a great job on the offensive side of things. And then with the Red Sox, you've got your question marks when it comes to the bullpen. Among all teams that wound up making the postseason, they had the worst bullpen ERA of anyone now. Nathan Eovaldi is going to take a lot of this 
out of the fold. And with Anthony Evaldi, he does a great job of not allowing hard contact at home. Six home runs given up in about 114 innings. Meanwhile, on the road, that jumps to nine, and he wanted pitching fewer than half the amount of innings on the road than he did at home. So he certainly is most comfortable at Fenway, but I do think that with the Rays, they are going to be able to do that great job of just being able to give Rasmussen all that he needs to be able to go out there, give you five good innings. Then from there, bullpen is going to be able to clean things up. I think that this is going to be 2-1 to one at the end of the day in favor of the Tampa Bay Rays. When it comes to the series, I think that we're going to get a little bit of a higher scoring game than 2-1, to one, but when you take a look at that 8.5 total, I like that under as well. So New York Post play of the day is going to be the Rays. Also going to be taking a look at the under. And when it comes to the NFL betting board, I've already shared a couple things I do like in the early game. I'm going to be taking a look at the under and the Atlanta Falcons. I just am not on board with the New York Jets. And in general, I just have been looking to fade a lot of these rookie quarterbacks. In general, I want to mention the fact that I just cannot get behind the Jacksonville Jaguars at this point. But a team that I can get behind, that would be the Carolina Panthers. As we have seen a career renaissance for our good friend Sam Darnold. And we're seeing the Philadelphia Eagles now be right around a three-point underdog. You saw earlier in the week this be at four in a lot of spots, and I just don't get why the Philadelphia Eagles are seeing any betting attention whatsoever. Jalen Hurts, I think, is a relatively okay quarterback, but I put him well below average when it comes to starting quarterbacks right now in the league. It just seems like this is a coaching staff that they just don't necessarily have the greatest grasp of things in general. And then when you take a look at this Panthers team, no question the loss of Christian McCaffrey is big, but Sam Darnold has been able to do some very good things with his feet, which is something I felt like was a little bit of a lost element. Even when he was at USC, he didn't necessarily display his scrambling ability too much. He has been able to do an absolutely terrific job. And when you take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles, guess who the leading rusher for them is? Jalen Hurts. At Hurts, if you're looking for a little bit of a bad pun there, but I mean, with the Eagles, this is not necessarily the world's greatest defense. Got a little bit of something in the front seven when it comes to Fletcher Cox, but I take a look at the secondary, and I just think that their nickname should be Hickory because I think that they are going to get absolutely smoked in this game because with the Carolina Panthers, you've got a lot of weapons that you're able to look at. Robbie Anderson has been rock solid for this team. You just take a look at the way that this team is built by Matt Rule in general. I think that he's a coach that he just flat out gets it. I think that the Panthers should be a roll of quite a few points on a Philadelphia Eagles defense that was really exposed in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They wound up getting off to a little bit of a nice start, but I credit that a little bit more to the ineptitude of the Atlanta Falcons rather than this team actually being good. So I'm going to be looking to lay the points there. And then we've got a battle out there between two Miami teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins with the Buccaneers. You're staring at them being right around a 10-point favorite in a lot of spots. You might be seeing a few couple straight 10 and halfs with the juice moving all over the place, but by and large, I'm seeing mostly 10. And you're seeing the total right now settle in at a 48. I do think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be able to cover this summer. I do recognize that it's a little bit of a big one, but you take a look at this Miami Dolphins ever since Tua wound up getting injured, and it's been a little bit hit or miss for them, to say the least. They've been having Will Fuller on injured reserve as well. He's someone that I thought was going to come in and make a big imprint for this team. That has not happened. You've had Devontae Parker be dealing with some injuries as well, so... Not only do you have injury when it comes to the quarterback spot, but at the same time, you've got a lot of the weapons that the quarterback is supposed to rely upon right now dealing with injury as well. That's a really bad combo. Miles Gaskin is someone that I was expecting a little bit more out of. He has been able to give the team right around five yards per carry, but he's had north of 10 rushes and just won the game so far this year. He's been a little bit banged up himself, so that's an issue. And with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is a defense that in the first couple weeks of the season, they didn't necessarily look so sharp, but I credit that once again to the teams that they wind up playing with the Dallas Cowboys and company. We wound up seeing that Buccaneers defense on full display when it came to the Super Bowl. And pretty much all year last year, they've been able to find their footing. They look much more equipped to be able to take down just about any offense in the NFL right now. And Tom Brady, he always does a great job of just being able to get his teams up for games. He is one of the ultimate motivators. And now he's got his full complement of weapons at his back being able to help him out as well. So that has been something that's very big, obviously. I've been dealing with a little bit of an injury with Rob Gronkowski as well. But I take a look at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. They do such a good job up front. They do such a great job when it comes to their defense in general. 
I think that they should be able to get it done. I recognize that 10 is a big number to lay, but I'm willing to do so in this spot. I want to mention a little bit earlier, one of my favorites for being able to take points with an underdog is the Detroit Lions, especially with Alvin Cook being questionable for this game on Sunday. Now, I fully expect Alvin Cook to play, and I think that he's going to play relatively well, but it is certainly something of note. One game that I have yet to mention, though, that would be the Cowboys playing against the New York Giants. Giants are right now catching seven points, and this is a game in which I liked it a little bit more when you wound up having the Giants catching seven and a half points at seven now. I just think that you can't wind up taking the Giants. I think that that critical number is really big just because with this Giants team, they just haven't been able to get a lot generated on offense. You can tell that Saquon Barkley, not 100% for this team. Danny Dimes is someone that I certainly do not believe in, but what I really am taking a look at is the total over. I mentioned those things about this offense, but at the same time, this is a Dallas defense that the last few years has been bad. We're going to just call it what it is, and this is a Cowboys offense that is just absolutely electrifying. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be coming out with a little bit of zeal, but at the same time, Tony Pollard, I think, is someone that should be getting a whole bunch of touches in this spot when it comes to what we've seen out of Dak Prescott going all the way back to the beginning of last year. He is really fortifying himself as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now he just needs to be able to have some of the big wins go along with it, and I think that this might be a good year for it. You've got Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, all guys have been able to catch 20-plus balls. He's done a great job of being able to spread it around. So I do think that this is a tremendous spot here for the Dallas Cowboys. And hopefully this show is a tremendous spot for you to be able to gain a little bit of betting knowledge. A big shout-out to Oliver Wyatt along with Nick. You guys are absolutely spectacular. Without them, you don't get to see my pretty face here on camera or like their own pretty face, whichever way you want to take a look at it. But big thanks to all three of them for their hard work. A big thanks to you guys for being able to tune in. Always great to be able to come at you, and we've got you covered wild wild here on this NFL Sunday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.